If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelaide Jr. Joining me is the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Good morning, Blessing. Happy N7 Day to you. Happy N7 Day to all those who celebrate. How are you celebrating? Um, I mean, hopefully waiting on whatever this little tease is going on. We'll talk mm -hmm. about that later. What I've been yeah. doing recently, though, that has nothing to do with N7, getting real close to being Baldur's Gate. Oh, yeah? Been playing a lot off stream. You know, here's the thing, but sometimes, you know, you, sometimes old Andy gets in his head, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I stream, maybe the viewership is in there, and I go, oh, my stream's dying. I should quit all of this forever. So then I'm like, maybe I should just play games off stream. I've been playing a lot of Alan Wake, mm -hmm. you know, viewership, you know, eh, eh, yeah. whatever, whatever. So it's like, well, I don't want to play that game off stream. I'm too scared, right? Mm -hmm. Let me just play some more Baldur's Gate. Played a buttload of it over the weekend. Played a lot more last night. Finally finished Act 2. So that means that I'm not super close to being done. Like I said, I was a little while ago, so I lied to you. I'd like to apologize. Mm -hmm. Having a blast with it, though. My Hell goodness. yeah. Fell back into the loop. Fell back into that sort of groove with it. Mm -hmm. What a great video game. Hell yeah. I hope to one day get to where you're at where I'm back to Baldur's Gate 3. Like, I tried to dip my, myself back in, and then Alan Wake 2 came out, and so I had to, like, then focus yeah. back on Alan Wake 2. But for a second, I was in, and I finally got to the Underdark. And I forget if I... I guess I'm still... Where I left off, I'm still in the middle of the Underdark, right? Because I got jumped by a bunch of people. And let me tell you, it's a hard fight down there. Them yeah, yeah. goblins down there, them people down there are very strong. Um, you on easy? No, I'm on normal. Oh, you got to go to easy. That's the thing is, I'm so committed to like being no on normal difficulty because I like the more I interact with the combat system, the more I really, really like it. And I feel like as soon as I understand it fully, I'm going to have a blast with it on normal. And I'm just trying to like persevere because I could turn it to easy. And I think that probably would just make, I mean, it would make things easier, right? Like I'll yeah. probably be way further through the game by now. But I'm kind of enjoying the struggle because it's making me really think about like, okay, what can I do? Who's on my squad right now? What abilities do you have? If I have Asterion, like throw grease on these people and then I can cast a magic spell, like how much damage is that going to do? Like how do I position all these people in the right way? Um, and it's funny because I'm not, I, I am not a strategy person. Yeah. Aside from chess, like get that strategy bullshit out of here, mm -hmm. right? Like I do not, that's not how my brain works. It's not the kind of games I gravitate to, but for whatever reason in Baldur's Gate 3, I'm so committed to it. And I'm having such a good time just getting better. Um, I'd say dropping the difficulty makes it so that, like, when you play Pokemon, it's like, I don't want to use whatever uh, growl. Tail Whip and Growl. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's the difference. And, like, mm, whenever you... Okay. I think the normal difficulty requires you to have a bit more prep and a bit more knowing the moves that are not just, I'm going to bash you over the head with a sword or whatever. Yeah. And... I'm still getting beat every once in a while because I'm just terrible at strategy games, but mm -hmm. having a great time with yeah. it, dude. I've, dude, I've been playing, I've played some other games, and I'm going to talk about that later because, like, I've been saying that, oh man, now I'm done with Alan Wake 2. I'm going to hop into Jassant. I'm going to hop into Talos Principle 2. I'm going to hop into Cocoon. Those are my three commitments. Cocoon, dude. Oh, and beat I, that. I said that. I then went home. I then redeemed a code for Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. 2, Ooh. And I've been playing it nonstop. 
And so that's what we're going to talk about. Today's stories include my Nickelodeon All-Stars 2 review, uh, Nintendo Switch sales and rumors, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when you get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kinda funny games daily remember you can use upper creator code kind of funny on all epistore and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kind of funny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you Barrett's final special presentation for the year is out now, and Woo. it's his ranking of every game in the Persona franchise. Come watch it on YouTube.com slash games and yell at him about the ranking in the comments. And then today, Greg is releasing his first in-studio video essay where he breaks down why WWE 2K needs to change. Uh, watch the live premiere 2 p.m. over on YouTube.com slash games. And then after today's KFGD, uh, Mike is sitting down with the voice cast of Starfield in studio uh, to talk about creating their characters. Uh, join Elias, uh, Sissy Jones, and Jake Green right after our show uh, and later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. I'm excited about Elias because he, he played um, Adam Jensen yeah. on Deus Ex. I'm a big fan of Deus Ex. Who did? And so as soon as he comes through, I'm going to be like, yo, fuck this Starfield shit. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about the real video game you're in, Dude, Deus Ex. Can, can we bring back up that image of Greg Miller on the WWE thumbnail? I don't know how difficult that might be. Why does it look like he that boomed. one Shrek reaction meme where he's like, we just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like that one yeah, kind of like has his eyebrows up. God. That's what it reminds me. Is it like, this is one where I guess somebody must have taken like a screenshot that already existed. Like Rick yeah. didn't do a particular photo shoot for this, right? No. Well, it's I, like, I, I, I assume one. it's a screenshot from the video. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Because I like just imagine the direction. Because sometimes like Roger or Nick or whoever will be like, oh yeah, let's take a picture for the thumbnail. And like Roger give me the direction of like, look serious, look happy or whatever. And I do not know what words you need to say to Greg Miller to make, make that face. <laughs> <laughs> like PlayStation's dead, PC's taking over. And like he just fucking makes that face. Uh, yeah, we don't know what's wrong right now, chat with Twitch. Um. Oh, it's Twitch, Twitch not working? It seems to be having some issues, so. Well, hang out here. YouTube.com. Also, Super Chat, because we'll do our post show, and you yeah. will read your Super Chats. Get your subs in. Uh, a new kind of funny podcast is up right now. Um, it's all about how Tim apparently broke into a house. Uh, that is up on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. And then over on Patreon, a new kind of funny next gen podcast is up all about Barrett and I's time at a wedding this weekend. Uh, and let me tell you, it was a fantastic one-on-one -on -one podcast with me and Barrett. We, um, we detailed the play-by-play -play of me officiating my first wedding, me putting on uh, a suit with no shirt under it. All the details are revealed in that Patreon episode. And me semi-retiring uh, from video essaying. And Barrett semi-retiring from video essay. And then me also saying, like, yo, I'm with you. I'm going to retire, too. <laughs> Fuck the blessing show. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> you know? Too much. Man. It's too much. Let's just do this podcast and shit. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Jackson Hampton and Delaney Twining. Thank you. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays and Rocket Money, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A Baker's Dozen. Really, it's like a seven and a half, but we'll get there in a second. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start off with story number one. We got our Nick All-Star Brawl 2 
review roundup for you. Uh, when I pulled this on Open Critic, it was sitting at a 73. Uh, 73. Uh, I didn't have a Metacritic review score or um, Metacritic score yet. Uh, but on IGN, Charlie Wacoles, that's how I'm going to say his last name, uh, he gave it a 9 out of 10. Wow. An IGN 9 out of 10 and says, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 finally lives up to its name, standing as an all-star platform fighter. Not only is it a fantastic sequel that takes criticisms of the first game uh, to heart and sends them to the blast zone, it expands way beyond those adjustments. Decent, if samey, single-player options with a good amount of challenge, a training mode clearly made by people who know exactly how to construct a platform fighting laboratory on a level rarely seen, and stellar rollback roll, roll net play uh, bolster a supremely fun fighting system. The excellent new slime mechanic then elevates it to a new level by introducing a huge amount of creativity to every character in its impressive roster without making it unapproachable uh, for the party game audience. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 belongs among the greats of the platform fighting genre, and the moment I'm done writing this, I'm going back for more. Charles Hart at Game Informer gave it an 8 out of 10 and says Nickelodeon wow. All-Star Brawl 2 is a successful second attempt at the groundwork laid by its predecessor. Fair play delivers a solid platform fighter and simultaneously improves the franchise's core mechanics and introduces side content to flesh out the overall package. It's nothing mind-blowing, and it's certainly not the next Super Smash Brothers, but it's engaging, exciting, and worth your time. And then George Foster at The Gamer gave it 3.5 out of 5 stars and says, As confusing as the roster here is, it's a relatively small price to pay for everything else that Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 has done right to live up to the potential of a Nicktoons platform fighter. It has some issues like its slowed down movement and some annoying character encounters in the arcade and campaign mode, but the massive facelift, improved combat mechanics, and reworked fighters make for a much stronger second round. Can't believe they came out with a sequel about... Five months after the first one came yeah, out. Yeah, right. Like we were, it, was just, it was just yesterday that me and you were entering a tournament, like a like, um, like a creators tournament in this or in the first game, right? That feels like it just happened. Yeah. And they're back again with a sequel. Look at everybody. Ludwig beat me. Famous YouTube streamer Ludwig beat me. Damn, sucks to suck. And he's like, wasn't Moist Critical he's got in that? So much more money than me. Moist Critical was in that. Tournament, he was. Wasn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. Well, yeah. How did that happen? I think, I think either one of them fought each other near the very, very end. And, mm -hmm. Possibly one or not. Mm. I mean, look, I had a great time with part one. I don't know if I'll have necessarily time to pop in up part two because I just don't have time for the games that I really, really want to play either. Mm. Like I, every day, it's like I want to play Halo. I want to go back to Halo. Every yeah. day, I look at Valorant and I want to reinstall it because of the new agent that just got uh, added. And Overwatch Two is always calling my name, and I just I don't even have time for those games. But you've been playing it for quite some time, right? Yeah, like not even that long. I just got it in, within this last week, and I was utterly shocked. My first time booting it up and like playing some matches, and then jumping into the campaign mode. I texted Barrett, and I was like, I forget exactly what I said, but I said I something. I can pull it up, but yeah. it was I, it was the last thing I expected to get from you on a on a Sunday morning. Oh yeah, here it was we like, go. baby, you up? And he's like, oh, <laughs> well, my bad, wrong. Text. It was two uh, thirty in the afternoon, dude. Nick Nick All Star Brawl Two might actually be incredible, and I didn't even respond because I just I didn't have any thoughts about like oh yeah. Okay. And I came into the office yesterday morning, and I told Roger, I was like, yo, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl Two is fantastic, and he was like, fantastic. Like, are you sure? Like, we're throwing the word fantastic around for Nickelodeon. I mean, Roger just Brawl. likes to be a fucking hater on everything. I mean, so. he is, but yeah. like, it is like, I, I would say the same thing. If somebody came up to me and they're like, yo, the Nickelodeon fighting game is fucking baller. Like, remember, remember before Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 1, where I was memeing about how much I was looking forward to the, that first game, right? Because like, 
You're telling me a oh, Nickelodeon uh, Smash Brothers clone is going to come out? Like, oh, man, certainly it's going to be trash. But, like, it could be fun trash. It could be trash that's, like, speaking to our nostalgia and all that stuff. And then it came out, and it was better than expected. Shockingly polished. Yeah. Shockingly polished. But it was, No voice acting, though. Is that yeah. here? Did that is here. That here. So they have they have voice acting here. They have a campaign mode that has a straight up story. The main villain mm. is the villain from Danny Phantom, right? Like you're and you're you start off as SpongeBob, and like it's fucking weird because he's doing some king shit where like you get pulled into like a different dimension as SpongeBob, and you gotta like save your friend because you're like spread out all through time or whatever, all through the dimensions. Um, but like you get to the end, and then like you get saved by um the other guy from Danny Phantom. Don't who's do kind of a don't do all the character. king shit though. Yeah. No, they're not doing all the king shit. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, they're not breaking the law and stuff. Okay, cool. Uh, but, like, yeah, like, you get back and, like, it... So, basically, what the campaign mode is, is a roguelite. Like, you start off, you pick whoever character that you have unlocked, and you start off... You, they have, like, the horde mode thing. Like, think, like, you're fighting the polygon team in N64 Smash. You do that, and then you have different routes you can take, where it's, oh, do I want to fight sandy cheeks or do i want to fight <laughs> Raphael? <laughs> and then like you fight them whoever you beat you get to um unlock that character for your roster that you can then like switch to in, in another run if you want to like use them for your campaign run you can do that they then have these stops where it'll be <laughs> jimmy neutron's dad or the guy from avatar who always like gets his cabbage stand fucked up right you can choose between those two My cabbages Jake yeah sully you can choose between those two, and they're like, all right, what buff do you want? Like Hades, right? Like, hey, do you want to do plus 20% damage on light attacks, or do you want to have one extra air dodge that you can use, mm -hmm. right? Or you go to Jim's dad, and Jim's dad's like, hey, projectiles now cause an explosion upon impact, or um, maybe you want to do plus 10 damage instead for um, heavy attacks or whatever it is, right? Like, you are going through, and you're finding these different buffs for your character, so that by the time you're getting toward the end of a campaign, you're like... Fuck it, you're you're just a machine, right? Like now it's about like you know managing all your things and trying to play the playstyle that you've developed for your character, like any other roguelite. And if you know me, you know that I like roguelites. And so I'm like, yo, yeah, this is a fun time. I like roguelites. I like Smash. I like Nickelodeon. Not overwhelming. Not overwhelming. Hmm. Um, like, and here's the thing, right? I still, I I'm more on maybe the eight out of ten side than the, the nine out of ten side. Like, if I'm giving this a score on the kind of funny scale, I'm giving it a four out of five. They fucking give Spider-Man an eight out of ten. They give this game a nine out of ten. Um, but like, I, I, it's tough when when Smash is your competition. Cause yep. like I can't if I had to recommend one or the other, I'm recommending Smash ten out of ten times over this game, right? It just feels better. The um like the collision, how it feels like when you grab and throw a character, all the TLC and all that stuff is just better in Smash. Like th there's no way a Nickelodeon All Star Brawl can ever live up to that. But this game goes surprisingly far into making that stuff hit. The voice acting is there. The levels are pretty cool. The side characters are all here, right? Like, again, you in, you have this hub world in the campaign mode that, like, you're filling in with different characters from the Nickelodeon universe. And, like, I got Appa just hanging out. Mm. You know, I got the mom from My Life as a Teenage Robot, and she's the one who gives me my upgrades. Um, what's the Invader Zim little robot, Barrett? Gur. Gur. Gur is there, and he's giving... No, no, not, it's not Gur, actually. Sorry. It's actually... Um, um gary from spongebob who's giving you the oh. upgrades too yeah i don't know why i got them mixed up i guess because they're both pets yeah well, two, two i letters, saw gur in a trailer letters. so gur's in True. there somewhere oh gur is in there yeah if you play as um invader zim you can send out gur as like a second character mm. where, where, where i fucked up is that when you when gur dies it takes away a stock <gasps> which i think is kind of a fucked up mechanic because like i'm just sending gur that back and forth and gur is also mimicking your actions and so like early on in the campaign, I'm like, where'd all my lives go? And then I realized that I kept killing Gur because uh, I wasn't paying attention. Um, 
But anyway, yeah, like I'm very surprised by how fun this game is. Um, it is in terms of like what what are you playing on? I'm playing on PlayStation 5. Okay. The jump from the previous game in terms of polish and like visuals, I am surprised that they were able to to, to like do it this well. Um, it looks way better than the first game. It's it, there's still that uncanny thing that I think they haven't been able to figure out where you take 2D Nickelodeon characters and put them in as 3D models and they will always look weird. But I was shocked by when I saw Jimmy Neutron, how good Jimmy Neutron looked. Because oh, Jimmy shit. Neutron's already 3D. So I saw him and I was like, fuck, dude. You look great. And I look back at the other characters. I'm like, yeah, I guess they Jimmy's look good. like, oh, thanks, man. I've been working yeah. out. <laughs> Jimmy's like, thanks. But like, I'm like, I look at the other characters. I'm like, I guess, yeah, these characters look great. It's just the fact that they're 3D instead of 2D that might be throwing it off a little bit. But overall, the visual style is there. And yeah, like, I'm surprised by how good of a time this is. And so it's one that I'd still recommend for fans of the genre, right? Like, you got to be a Nickelodeon person. You got to be a platform fight person, right? It's not, it's not like Spider-Man 2 where I'm like, everybody should play this game. Will no. Crossplay? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. I've not tried online. I've been mainly focused on the the campaign stuff, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's crossplay. You can correct me if I'm wrong uh, in kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Um, but yeah, like good training modes. Um, they do the thing where, and I forget if they did this in the previous game, but you know how in Ultimate and in more recent Smash Brothers, like they have like levels that are, well, they turn every level into an Omega stage or a Battlefield stage. They kind of have the same thing here. It's not every level, but they have levels that are designated as different types of stages because they want to keep they're trying to make this game for people who like melee and who like to play smash hardcore and i think they're nailing it oh one more thing i should mention is that this game has ultimates this time around too and so cross platform players confirm is there dope um there's a slime meter to where if you build up your slime you can then build up an ultimate that is basically like a final smash um and it works the exact same way it is very fun to see like i use the angry beavers in the angry <laughs> the angry beavers ah, final smash hell yeah yeah they weren't in part one right uh, I don't think they're in there. part one. In part two, you can switch back and forth like Pokemon Trainer. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sick as fuck. <laughs> okay, um, hold on. Really quick. We, we can't just be thrown around part one and part two for every game franchise. All right, Andy? Come on. What do you mean? Well, you're, saying, you're calling Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl just part one. Like, I mean, it's like a fancy thing. Like, it's a part well, okay, stop, hey, stop hating on Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. The first right? one that came out. I mean, what else am I supposed Last to call it? Last of Us doesn't have the, the market cornered on part one, part two. Oh, I see what you're saying. I just yeah. say part one and part two. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm with the part I just, one. It's interchangeable for me. Like I could say that, or I could say the first one. But yeah, like know? no cat dog, no cat dog. Cat, cat dog was very dominant in Dude, those early days. You know who else was dominant? Part was one. Aang, and well, he's I, the Avatar, obviously. Yeah, I mean, but like in that first game, Aang was my main. Aang was killing it. Um, I don't think Aang's in this one. Like again, I've been I've been playing campaign, so I've not actually like gone through and just been playing multiplayer. I popped off as April O'Neil. Oh, April O'Neil's in there. Ninja but that's the Aang, thing. Aang is in trailers, so you get, you just haven't gotten. Okay, to so yet. I just haven't unlocked him yet. Yeah. Um, but I did unlock uh, Az Azula. Right, Azula is the villain from Avatar. The sister. Yeah, the girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Azula fantastic in this game she, really? i think she's my new main wow um that's the other thing is that the roster for this game weird weird in a way that i like though because they're hitting the, they're like reaching into the deep cuts they got the grandma from hey arnold in there <laughs> like throwing oh hands. shit yeah like it's fucking it's a fucking weird roster um she they, kicks ass they I got gerald that. from uh they got gerald from hey arnold. arnold as well um they got plankton in a mech which is pretty cool are, are ren and stimpy like an ice climbers Oh, I'm not unlocked Ren and Stippy either. Duo. Mm. But yeah, I'm, I'm having a great time with this game. And so, Garfield from Garfield. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Garfield from Garfield. The titular character. The, my Life as a Teenage Robot is such a deep cut. 
See, and it makes me wonder why Chalk... That's such a specific time and place in Nickelodeon. I, I can't hear that title without thinking of My Date with the President's Daughter. Mm. <laughs> Starring Eric. I mean, both classics. Both are classics. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, having My Life as a Teenage Robot and not having Chalk Zone is very interesting to me. Because I think up. they're the same tier. And also throw in... Um, uh, what's her name? As told by Ginger in there too. Oh yeah. You know, like what are we doing? Like reach it if you're gonna get in the bag, reach into your bag and really like get in the deep cuts. Put, uh, put Shock Zone in here, and then you have a guaranteed other uh, sold copy with Cool Greg. Where are the know? Rocket mm. Power characters? Yeah. What the fuck? That's the thing is, it's a weird roster. Like a lot of deep cuts that I respect and I love. But like you have Grandma Gertie in here <laughs> from A. Arnold and nobody from Rocket Power. <laughs> and nobody from Rocket hey, Power. Grandma Gertie kicked ass. All right. She's yeah, always but, out on the streets. Okay, Where's but that's Doug? like, oh, put Stoop Kid on there as well. You know what I mean? Like, no, if we're gonna put fuck all these, what? If we're going to put all these random Hey Arnold characters. They got Nigel Thornberry like up in there. Big, she's a main Make Hey Arnold All-Star Brawl 3, part Shut 3. Shut the fuck up. They got, you know? they got El Tigre in there. I've never heard of El Tigre in my life. For When I first saw El Tigre for a second, I was like, oh, is was Mucha Lucha on Nickelodeon? Like, I missed that era where Mucha Lucha came to Nickelodeon. I thought that was just The like Adventures of Manny Rivera. I've never heard of this. Chat, is that a Mucha Lucha spinoff? Because I was getting major Mucha Lucha vibes. And Came also, 2007, 2008. And also, is that a, um, what do they call it? A, um, when you remember something, but it didn't really happen that way? Uh, Mandela effect? Mandela effect. Did Mucha Lucha really happen? Because I say Mucha Lucha in a way, and Chat is responding. <laughs> like, did I, I mean, make that up? <laughs> no, I think you're right. It also sounds like a, an indie game, like Guacamelee. But, it does sound like a Guacamelee yeah. type thing. Andy, let's move on. Okay. The story number. 2A, this is one that you added. There's a whole Mass Effect thing going on. Do you want to explain what, what this is? Today is N7 day. And every day, all of us Mass Effect fans wait with bated breath. It's very similar to um, uh, Breakout Day or uh, Pandemic Day or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I was calling it. <laughs> COVID-19 Day. But they released <laughs> a letter. I think they just call it Last Day now. They, they released a uh, sort of a newsletter, Mike Gamble with a bunch of little letters that were kind of like, oh, people were discovering that there was a, a secret going on in this letter, right? Mm. So they ended up looking it up and found out that it led to a URL with the name Epsilon. And Epsilon is number five, mm. the fifth one, right? I believe. Mm. And then that teaser that we just saw is something I haven't seen yet because that just, that happened before we, uh, as soon as we started the show. So... This teaser is what we're assuming is maybe Liara. I don't know what else to gather from this, hmm. but I'm excited. And I'm excited that maybe this is a preemptive tease for the Game Awards. Oh, that see, okay. That could be even cooler. So Tom writes in, right, to kindoffunny.com slash KGD and says, Happy N7 Day, Commander Cortez. Bioware put out their regular blog post with a bunch of merch, but also dotted with various ones and zeros. Translating the binary comes up with the word epsilon. Epsilon is the fifth letter of the Greek alphabet, so it's probably just a reference to, his, to it being the fifth ME game, but... The symbol is also used in various parts of maths and science for a number of uses. I had a, I had a, I had a look on Wikipedia to see if any jumped out as interesting, but I'm too dumb and quickly got overwhelmed with the amount of things I don't understand. Is there anything cool you think this could be, or are they putting things in there to keep fans interested? You're thinking that this could be a teaser for Game Awards. I, I think it could be sort of a preemptive thing. I don't know why you would just... I don't know what the audio is accompanying in that video. Are there any, like... Is there any dialogue? I don't know if Barrett can hear any of that, but I don't think you just put a video of somebody walking with some music without mm. maybe this leading to a larger tease. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah, especially yeah. the way it cuts off at the end here. Yeah. Like it is it like a like a staticky sort of like yeah. It, it the, this looks very engineered as like yeah, at first I thought it was our video player messing up. Unless yeah. they just uploaded a bad file or something. But it's very exciting that I, I yeah, I think this is, you know, hey That's really cool. Keep on waiting because game awards we might have something bigger to show. Yeah, I think I mean if I think if you're timing out a teaser right now, I mean it's N seven day, so of course like there's a lot of reasons why they would do it right now, but it would time out perfectly where, hey, get people hyped for like, what, what is this? What's going on? Maybe in a few weeks or maybe like the week of Game Awards, put out another teaser that's like, see you in a couple of days, right? Yeah. And then show up at Game Awards with a full trailer. Um, I think timeline wise, it makes sense. Like Anthem came out in 2019, 2018. It came out around then. Uh, and it's been it's been long enough for us to like, at least get a peek at what Bioware is doing next, right? Even if it's not ready to come out next year in the next couple of years, I could see them be, being somewhat ready for a reveal. I think the only thing that takes me, uh, the only thing that gives me pause is the fact that we still haven't gotten a full gameplay reveal or, or anything regarding Dragon Age. So that's like, mm -hmm. that's the game that would come first. Oh, uh, but yeah. I'd like, in my mind, you don't put out this teaser showing that little for a game that is very, very far away. Like, I, mm -hmm. I think you just kind of keep it silent and keep on with the, hey, we're still working on the next, next Mass Effect. Can't wait to see you whatever the, whenever we're ready to reveal it. Like, I don't know if you just show that and think that that's going to keep people excited. Like, we already saw the very, very, very first Mass Effect 4 tease back in the Game Awards, whatever, three years ago or whatever. Yeah. Where we saw the... I, I think it was the mass relay of the Normandy. I forgot exactly what it was, but then we saw the side profile of Liara's face. Mm -hmm. And that was like a long time ago. So we know Liara's in the game. I don't know why, what this could mean for right now, you know? Interesting. It just seems like kind of like a, a pointless sort of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, Cooper in chat also said February 2019 is when we got um, Anthem. So yeah, like we're about to hit four years. We're about to hit five years. Yeah, 2019. Holy shit. So we're about to hit five, five years, years in a sec. That's so gross. Yeah. Of course, they put out Mass Effect Legendary Edition as well, but like, yeah, I think we're getting there. All right, we'll have to wait and see. For now, let's talk about Nintendo. Nintendo, the story number two, our actual story number two. Nintendo denies briefing developers on Switch 2 and dismisses multi-screen patent. This is Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Nintendo president Shuntaro Furukawa has denied it briefed developers on plans for a Nintendo Switch successor, calling recent media reports untrue. Earlier this year, both Eurogamer and VGC cited sources claiming that Nintendo had privately shown tech demos for its next console to select developers behind closed doors at Gamescom in Germany. Uh, correspondence unsealed as part of the U.S. Federal T Trade Commission's legal battle with Microsoft also suggested that uh, Activision Blizzard had been briefed on Nintendo's next-gen console plans in late 2022. However, according to Japanese publication Minichi, uh, Nintendo boss Furukawa de denied both of these reports during a private earnings call on Tuesday, calling them inaccurate. The president is also claimed to have dismissed a recent Nintendo patent filing for a device with multiple screens and said that the plans detailed were not necessarily for any future device. Quote, we are aware that patent information is published upon public application. However, this does not necessarily mean that it will be featured in future projects, uh, he said. Translated by VGC con uh, contributor uh, Robert Safazin. 
At the time of the Gamescom reports, Nintendo did not comment when approached for a response. However, it's worth noting that it has denied press reports in the past, only for them to later be proven correct. Uh, Nintendo has yet to officially comments, uh, comment on plans uh, for its next console. However, according to VGC sources, the company has already dispatched Switch 2 development kits to key partners with a launch plan for second half of 2024. How can we trick them into being a key partner? Maybe the day that we trick them into giving us more than one code. Yeah, I feel like we got to figure that out yeah. first. That's probably step one, and then maybe we can get a development kit. I mean, um, I, I'm not really surprised by too much of this. I, mm-hmm. It seems like the status quo for Nintendo to deny any reports, whether they are super valid or not. Um, this seems pretty normal for them to do. We've just, I was about to bring it up, but the end of the article brought it up as well. Like, they've denied correct things in the past before. You yeah. Know? And especially when, I mean, the only, the thing here that I buy out, like, obviously I think is the, um, patent stuff, right? Like the story from recently of like the two switch, uh, or like the two screen switch that separates apart. I don't think that's happening. Right? I could see them like fi- experimenting and f- trying to figure out like, Hey, what if we did have a successor to like the, the 2DS or the DS, uh, and try to figure something out there. But I think that's all just them experimenting, doing research and development, try to figure out what the next steps look like, even not even for the Switch 2, right? Probably for the Switch 3 <laughs> or like whatever the, the Nintendo console is beyond what's going on right now. Um, yeah, we've seen all sorts of wacky little sketchups and little drawings yeah. and actual patents that have been filed, but don't necessarily mean that where's, those things are ever going to get made. Where's the PlayStation controller that reads my sweat? and cools me down mm, that's <laughs> that right. was, there was also a patent for a little buddy that will play playstation with you like oh. playstation does a lot of like patent stuff whereas you're never going to see this stuff actually see the light of day i think that's the same for when it goes to all these companies right whether it be nintendo or microsoft they just have a lot of ideas and like you got to see some ideas through to then understand that you don't want to do them right like you kind of got to get this far on certain things to then realize okay no this won't have mass market appeal or no this actually isn't you know, as functional of a thing as we thought it was going to be. And so let's table this for now and come back to it later. I uh, watched a recent video that I think is very good and highly recommended, but so is a lot of Digital Foundry stuff. Uh, It's a video on Digital Foundry that came out recently where I believe Richard, one of the guys there, kind of looked at what the rumors were of what the NVIDIA Tegra chipset would be back two years ago when it was first kind of rumored. Uh, when we started first hearing these rumors about a next-gen Switch and how DLSS would be implemented and 4K and all that upscaling sort of uh, fun stuff and uh, made a video uh, talking about what are some comparisons in terms of hardware and ended up finding a laptop, I think like a, a Dell Vostro or something that had similar GPU specs and kind of just went through different games seeing what could be ran at certain resolutions and certain quality levels. And mm-hmm. hey, we can run this game in, in 4K DLSS, but we're getting you know 60 frames per second. You can see some of the numbers here running Death Stranding, uh, 1080p DLSS quality, barely getting to 50 frames per second. But then talking about, well, Nintendo are kind of whizzes with getting you know really old underperforming hardware to perform well somehow as we've seen yeah. in, you know with tears of the kingdom recently nintendo could put out, put out a masterpiece right now for the ps2 like yeah. they could go back in time yeah. and create like massive like, and you're like oh man this plays like it came out today like yeah. nintendo's just weird like that very good re- video i recommend everybody watching it it's just really cool to kind of get a glimpse at what the future piece of hardware could look like and could run 
in terms of like, will it be able to run Cyberpunk? It sure can, and it runs it at 30 frames per second, you know, and mm. uh, it runs this game at 60 frames per second. Just a really cool deep dive and uh, experiment with what sort of software can run on that piece of hardware. Story number three, speaking of the Switch, Switch clears 132 million units sold. This is Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Uh, Nintendo president Shutaro Furukawa declined to comment on plans for the company's next console on Tuesday, as it announced Switch has now cleared 132.46 million lifetime sales. This means Switch has just over 21 million units to go if it's to become Nintendo's best-selling hardware ever, beating Nintendo DS's 154 million. Outside of Nintendo's consoles, only PS2, 155 million, has outsold Nintendo Switch. Despite its age, Nintendo has sold more Switch consoles, uh, plus 2.4%, and games, uh, plus 1.8%, in the first six months of its fiscal year than it did in the same period last year. This is, un this is unusually strong performance for a console reaching the end of its lifespan. However, Switch hardware sales are clearly in decline, especially since the major markets outside of, uh, yeah, especially in the major markets uh, outside of Japan, where sales actually decreased year on year. Do you think Nintendo... Uh, or do you think Sony will pull a, a, an Avengers Endgame or a James Cameron Titanic? Will they just re-release the PS2 just to like in case Nintendo gets close <laughs> to those numbers? They're like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> like, it's time, let's bust out the PS2 every classic. Every while, they'll be like, you know what? We're putting Avengers Endgame back in theaters because you know, fucking Titanic just got re-released for the sixth time. They like put whatever. a Blu-ray player in it. Yeah. The time. They're like, how, how do we sell this thing? <laughs> Fuck, dude. Um, for best-selling Switch games, right? The list goes like this. I'm going to start at number 10. So at number 10, you got New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe with 16.7 million sold. At number 9, you got Zelda Tears of the Kingdom with 19.5 million sold. That is plus up 1 million uh, since the last um, sales report. Uh, and that's June 2023. Uh, number 8, Super Mario Party with 19.66 19.66 million uh, sold. At number seven, we got Pokemon Scarlet and Violet with 23.23 million. Uh, number six, Pokemon Sword and Shield with 26 million. At number five, Super Mario Odyssey with 27 million, just about. Uh, at number four, you have Breath of the Wild with 31.1 million. At number three, you got Smash Ultimate with 32 million. At number two, you got Animal Crossing New Horizons with 43.3 million. Um, oh and at number one, you got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with 57 million units sold. Insane. Just just wait like two years to make another Pokemon game. Why do we got shit these out every year, man? Why can't we have a really, really, really good high Scarlet, quality? Because <laughs> Scarlet and Violet, the Pokemon game that got possibly the worst press ever, still sold 23 million units. I know. It's just why. Like, I, I forget who tweeted this out uh, recently talking about how, um, you know, Tears of the Kingdom was just many many years of polish and making that game better and what how creative can we make this and what tools do we want to include and super mario wonder was had no timetable and it was just hey there's a hundred ideas we can put in here mm -hmm. let's just be maximum creative with it and then every year there's a pokemon game that's always like doesn't look quite right yeah <laughs> like, yeah it's just Dude, you know if like if nintendo operated like the pokemon company the amount of animal crossing games that we would have and the, the like the amount of like garbage shit that would be going on in those games like you would like go to pay tom nook and like fucking tom nook would spin out and like fucking yeah. his head would turn backwards and shit that's what that's what bums me out about you know when we talk about the people at the top of the ladder not caring about creative and not caring about the quality right it's it's pure yeah. numbers and that's what their job their job is to make the most numbers right <laughs> yeah it's also just like an unwieldy machine of pokemon because it's the fact that 
you have the Pokemon games that I think have now become second to just Pokemon the brand because you have the Pokemon anime that you got to make sure is aligned with the games. You got Pokemon Go that you got to make sure it's getting updated at a decent pace. You have Pokemon Sleep, Pokemon Toothbrush, Pokemon like a fucking shirts, Pokemon like yeah. there are so many Pokemon parades. Let's have a new Pokemon so we can make sure we got a new Pokemon on the parade. Like you have so yeah. much shit happening and like I think they've Pokemon divorce court, all that stuff. They've like trapped themselves into this place where they can't slow down the machine because slowing down the machine means that like they lose out on so much money and people lose their jobs and do all this stuff, right? And so and when given the crossroads of hey, delay Pokemon Scarlet for a year or put it out and make all that money and do all that stuff, like yeah, like I I and also like you know, make sure you have your DLC out, right? Like, I think if you think about it this way, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet coming out late last year means that this year they get to put out the two-part DLC. And the two-part DLC is going to sell, it's going to make a lot of money. It's going to do all that stuff, right? If you delay Scarlet, say Scarlet came out this year, that means you're waiting until next year for Pokemon Scarlet DLC. That means you're pushing out whatever the next Pokemon thing is even further. That also means that, hey, if next year there's a new Switch being sold, we can't, like, what are we doing put on, putting out DLC for a platform that's trying to transition, right? Like, I think because there's so much backup in how these processes work, they look at it and they go, what's going to make us the most amount of money? We got to do that because if we stop, everybody stops. Like, every, like every part of our business relies on everything going. Um, which is unfortunate and sucks and leads to bad quality games. Yeah, what breaks my heart about it is that I feel like whenever low quality games are released, yeah, it's not great when games are rushed. Yeah, it's not great when game when uh, publishers are are putting pressure on devs and you know people are working crunch and all that. But like the moral victory is that sometimes a person at the top of the very 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 top of the totem pole goes, hey. We're, I'm not proud of this product. Yeah, like, this came out and it is like, how do we not do it this is unsatisfactory again? for us to put out a product like this that has this many issues. We will address this, but it just feels like that never quite happens. Yeah, like, they might hope, be like, "Hey, we're gonna fix some bugs," but it's like, okay, but fix like all of it too. You yeah, know? I hope the thing that happens with Pokemon Scarlet and the thing that's been happening, I hope is that yeah, at the top they're having the conversations of, "Hey, this is soling our brand to the point of." Like, yeah, like we're making money. Yeah, it's sold and all that stuff. But what is the long-term ramifications? Like if we put out two more Pokemon Scarlets and Pokemon Scarlet and Violets, right? If we put two more out of those, we might fuck up all this money because people stop losing trust in the brand, right? It's like, also on we gotta me keep putting it in my top in. 10, you know what I mean? I mean, I'll split it in my top 10. Yeah. That's the fucked up. I, listen, I give it a four out of five because the game was fucking great. <laughs> it was um, number 10 on the, the full kind of funny game. Yeah. List, yeah. yeah. But like, I, and that's the thing of, it's the whole thing of art versus a technological product versus like things right where yeah like i think pokemon scarlet and violet had such a fantastic direction but like at some point like we get as pokemon company and game freak you gotta talk about on a technical level we did not succeed like this game does not run well this game hurts to look at at some points right like what do we like how do we fix this so that this never happens again because we got to treat pokemon with care you know, it's the way that we look Pokemon at Pokemon Care, the new one. Pokemon <laughs> Care. <laughs> um, but like, it's the way that Nintendo treats Mario, where yeah. like, there's a billion Mario products, yeah, but none of them are to the point where it's like, oh man, Mario's face is tearing through a wall, and like, oh man, it's running at two frames per second, and all this shit. And like, all of them work. Mario Wonder is such a polished game, right? It's what we talk about with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom as well, where they delayed that game and like just worked on a year for a polish. Now, Zelda is not the machine Pokemon is, right? Like Zelda 
isn't reliant on having these movies and merch and TV shows and all this stuff, right? Zelda's purpose is to bolster Nintendo and like to stop Ganon <laughs> and to stop Ganon yeah. and hold the Triforce of Wisdom. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Zelda serves a different purpose from Pokemon. Pokemon is a big machine. Um. But that machine isn't in- incapable of crumbling. At least I don't think. Right. I know it's the biggest selling thing ever, but I don't think that means it's invulnerable from like toppling down if we have multiple bad products in a row. Speaking of these Nintendo sales, though, we do have a question from Bander SN who writes in and says, Hello, KHD crew. I have a few small details I want to highlight from the Nintendo financial reports. Number one, Tears of the Kingdom sold 18.5 million in Q1, but only 1 million in Q2. It's likely the best selling game of the year currently, but its momentum seems to have slowed. Where do we think its final numbers will end up? Two, Pikmin 4 is now the best-selling Pikmin title, but unlike many other Nintendo games, it sold more in Japan than, than it did in every other region combined. Number three, over 80% of Switch software sold is first-party titles. And, it's, and then number four, and lastly, Nintendo highlights games that have sold at least 1 million in the fiscal year. This means that, unfortunately, Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2 and Everybody's 1 2 Switch did not cross the 1 million mark. Will we ever see future titles in these beloved franchises, or are they just too niche? Pikmin 1 Plus 2 also failed across 1 million. Are Nintendo gamers just afraid of math? Yeah, that's kind of wild. All the 1 2 titles did under a million. Maybe. Makes sense. Maybe let's fix, fix the naming schemes. Yeah. Names are important. I mean, I, I, I do think that there are, um, when we talk about a title like Pikmin, being way more successful in Japan than everywhere everywhere else. That kind of makes sense to me. I am kind of surprised by the speed and momentum slow that uh Here's the Here's Kingdom. The Kingdom had. That's kind of surprising. Yeah. I mean I want I think I wonder if it's one of those those um games that is driven so much by like the initial hype and the initial and obviously like I think the hype is gonna carry forward. But like Yeah to give context, um I think it was in the first three days uh Tears of the Kingdom sold ten million. Ten million, yeah. So, yeah. And I, th- I think it's just one of those titles, right? Like, that's a title that your fan base is anticipating. That's the title that we've been talking about for the last, what year is it? Last it five years? years? Last six years. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Like, I, I also don't think that anybody should be surprised by over 80% of Switch hardware or of Switch software being first-party titles. It's the Nintendo machine. Like, I, yeah. I, once the Steam Deck came along, if you're like the hardest of hardcore gamer is not going to buy their third party titles on a switch. Like mm-hmm. if they want a handheld to have small indie titles or small indie games, like that goes to the steam deck now. Yeah. That is like the, the switch used to be kind of like the Nintendo and indie machine for me. And now it's like, no shot. Am I, uh, that, I'm going to pick that thing up whenever there's a new Zelda or a new Mario or yeah. whatever the I think that that is like yeah I think that's the most understandable thing here of yeah it's first party carrying the switch um but yeah to the to the to the Zelda thing right going back to it for a second like I don't know what word of mouth could be could be for a Zelda Tears of the Kingdom cuz Breath of the Wild had that had that word of mouth right and I don't know what post launch sales for Breath of the Wild looked like in Q2 and beyond but yeah. for a game that again we waited 6 years for and we were all built up for like yeah we're all showing up day 1 and week 1 or month 1 up for, <laughs> yeah we're all just bricked up like we're waiting to go yeah. and then like after that it's like 
all right, cool. Like, who were we going to... Everybody already knows about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Like, who wasn't going to be there on day one? Right. That is their month five. Whenever, and and, and maybe there might be a good amount of people who have Breath of the Wild and are still playing Breath of the Wild and are waiting to, like, pick it up when they're ready for it. Might be a lot of people who are, like, waiting for, hopefully, like... Uh, Black Friday uh, stuff mm -hmm. at this point. You know? I also still think Zelda's going to get up to where like some of these other games are because oh Zelda. yeah, Black Friday you'll be able to buy Tears of the Kingdom for sixty six bucks. Yeah, um, like I think every... Zelda or for the long term sales of it, right? Zelda's going to go uh, Tears of the Kingdom is going to go above Mario Party, and it's, I I think it's going to go above Scarlet and Violet, but I don't know if it goes beyond like that. Uh, I'll be fascinated if it ever uh, eclipses Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I'll be fascinated about that. I might be a bit shocked if it does because Breath of the Wild was a launch title and has had more time to like to to be in the the library. And like, I think Breath of the Wild is synonymous with the Switch. And so I th I don't I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that Tears of Kingdom doesn't even get up to Breath of the Wild numbers. We always talk about uh, you know in in sports debates. How would Michael Jordan perform nowadays? How would LeBron perform if he was back in the 90s yeah. or whatever? And, like, I think there's something to be said about how much the pandemic helped out Animal Crossing. Oh, like I, yeah. We can't just act like that's the total norm for Animal Crossing as a title. Like, it may from here on out, but, mm -hmm. like, if any other game was in that spot, how would that game, game have performed? I know Animal mm -hmm. Crossing has the more community aspect, but, like... I think any other game you could tack on 10 million if it releases in March of 2020. That's fair. Yeah, dude, if Tears of the Kingdom released in March of 2020, oh my God. Yeah. Like, I think that would be also, a nice Also, really quick, I, I, I don't know how accurate this is from this uh, uh, Statista, but it said by like March 2018, a year after Breath of the Wild was out, it was at 8.48. Mm -hmm. So Tears of the Kingdom is still tracking like much faster. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, how many switches are out here now versus yeah. at the very That's beginning. That's the thing is, I think faster is a given for Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. right? Like, I think all these numbers that you're seeing of people who showed up to Breath of the Wild, that's another person that's going to buy Tears of the Kingdom on day one. That's my right? Cody. I mean, that's the, that's the Goldie right there. I think because, because you have all this built up, yeah, it's all <laughs> the bricked up. <laughs> we're all bricked up. <laughs> and guess what? The day one of Tears of the Kingdom launch, that's the release, right? Like that's where you yeah. get that 10 million unit sales. Is that for those first three days? I think that first month is how you get to 17 million sales. I and think Q2, also, like who's buying who like who in Q2 that wanted Tears of the Kingdom doesn't have Tears of the Kingdom. Like mm -hmm. I feel like you have it by then. Chris B in the YouTube chat brings up that Breath of the Wild was also a Wii U. Title. So you got to tack on the 20 copies sold there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, That's in, right. In these, sorry, yeah. sorry. Hold on. 16.340000 plus six. Um, I do think it's a fascinating jump because it doesn't list 2020 at all in here. So I wonder if Nintendo was like just quiet that year uh, on sales numbers, but how much it jumped uh, from 16.34 to 22. Uh, and we have to take into context that was like the first big year of uh, like working from home pandemic. People had the switch was blowing up and all that stuff, so I feel like that was a huge factor in it blowing up as well. So yeah, I don't know if Tears of the Kingdom will ever hit the Breath of the Wild. Yeah, numbers. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be impressed. I'd be very impressed. You hear that, Nintendo? Hear that, Nintendo? I'll be impressed. <laughs> I'm also impressed though by the kind of shows we got over on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny. We got so many shows, shows like Kind of Feudy, shows like the Next Gen Podcast, and so much more. And you also, you can also get the shows that are free, ad free. Speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Tis the season of giving. Get the perfect gift for a special someone, yourself, or both. 
Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Y'all know I've been outside in the sun a lot playing Pokemon Go, and it's such a great experience wearing Shady Rays when I'm out and about looking dope. And that's not all. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out a very merry deal for this season. You can go to ShadyRays.com, use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people by going to ShadyRays.com, using code KINDAFUNNY, and you'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. This episode's brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people are kind of funny at how many subscriptions they have that they have forgot they're still paying for. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Seriously, think of how many free trials you've subscribed to that you've probably never canceled. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back with story number four. The escapist staff resign following termination of editor-in-chief Nick Calandra. This is Sophie McAvoy at gamesindustry.biz. Journalists from The Escapist have resigned in response to the termination of its editor-in-chief, Nick Calandra. On Monday, Calandra announced on X, aka Twitter, that he was fired for not achieving goals reportedly set by the Gamers Group, which acquired The Escapist last year. Quote, I was let go for not achieving goals that were never properly set for us and a lack of understanding of our audience and the team that had built that audience, Calandra wrote. Uh, I've watched many co colleagues let go for the same reason, and today was my day, end quote. GamesIntro.biz has reached out to Calandra and the Gamers Group for clarification. Calandra shared more information on Discord, revealing that the entire video team has resigned in response. This includes Ben Yahtzee Crashaw, uh, who created the video review series Zero Punctuation. Quote, Today, 
I formally resigned from the escapist and gamers, uh, Croshaw wrote today on X, aka Twitter. Uh, I don't have the rights to zero punctuation, but whatever happens, you'll be hearing from my voice again soon in a new place, end quote. Get that ad revenue on YouTube, baby. How is that revenue on YouTube? Not great. No. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, YouTube? Things, things, <laughs> things really got to pop off. Things really got to pop off. Um, I mean, plus, I'll be honest with you, I don't have a whole lot to add to this because I just wasn't very familiar with the Escapist as an outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I hope everything works out for them. And I hope that we see maybe something in our future, like what we have in the next story, happen to these people from the Escapist. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of that, there is an update as of this morning, actually. So this is, comes from Second Wind Group on Twitter, where they tweeted out, from the team behind the Escapist, we're excited to announce our next adventure, Second Wind. There it is. It's Nick and Yahtzee, who I just uh, read about. They fast. said they'll be live tomorrow at 11 a.m. Uh, Central Time to discuss our plans, where to support, and when our first content content will drop. Uh, but yeah, like I'm, I'm like you, where... I didn't know much about the escapist. I did watch zero punctuation though, like quite a bit. In fact, I watched the zero punctuation video maybe two days ago, like three days ago. I had seen a couple of them, but just wasn't aware of like the their relation and connection. And yeah. like I like zero punctuation's been around forever. forever. Like, I remember watching that. Like my friends were introducing me to that back in like high school, man. Yeah, I watched the, their video, their old video now on um, Talos Principle. I was trying to get caught up for Talos Principle 2 and trying to figure out, like, okay, what was the deal with this thing? And so while that, like, this kind of comes full circle in that way, but also, like, I, I can't say much about this specifically, but I guess to talk about just video games media, right? Like, what a fucking wild landscape that we, ha- that we have and we operate in. Um, like, me and you, I think, are in a blessed place where we work at, um, like, an independently owned media company, right? Like, we're not owned by, you know, bigger um, corporate heads that, like, you know get mad at us because we don't understand our audience right or because we're not getting the elden ring numbers that we got a year ago because that game blew up right or like oh man y'all aren't getting the numbers that we're seeing other people get from hogwarts or zelda and it's like well that's not the way like the video game loop of media goes right like games come in waves like hot stuff comes hot stuff goes right like elden ring isn't going to happen every single month right and so when you are adjusting your numbers and you don't know what you're talking about as a higher up and you're looking down at us and going, Hey, why isn't this hitting for the audience? Like, I don't know, man. Like maybe that's the industry right now. Maybe that's the current wave we're in and maybe we need to adjust to account for that. Right. Like how do, how do we figure out how to work within that? Um, but yeah. and do we even know that this gamers group are gamers when they spell it with a U at the end? It's true. Talk about not understanding your audience. True. You know what I mean? It doesn't say gamers. It says gamores. Oh, gamores. I, I read it as gamers. Gamers. And by the way, chat, Again, we were able to be independently owned and operated with your help. So drop those Twitch Primes, everybody. Yeah, Big Five says not owned by Rooster Teeth. No, we're not owned by Rooster Teeth. No, Rooster Teeth helps out with our merch and our, well, no longer oh, our yeah, merch, not, actually, but our uh, ads. Ads. There you yeah, go. We are not owned by anybody. Story number five. Former Kotaku writers are launching a new video game site. This is Jay Peters at The Verge. Four ex-Kotaku staffers are launching a new subscriber-based video games and culture publication, Aftermath. The website, which is now live, will be co-owned by Nathan Grayson, Keita Jackson, Riley McLeod, and Luke Plunkett, all Kotaku mainstays who helped shape its incisive voice before leaving the site for one reason or another. Quote, Aftermath is about the internet and everything that comes after, end quote. Uh, Jackson says in a recent interview uh, I had with all four founders, Jackson elaborates, quote, uh, I'm so interested in taking af- Aftermath and using the site to discuss the way that we live now and the way that capitalism and the internet have really intertwined and changed a lot of the ways that we find self-expression, the way that media is made, and the way that we consume it, end quote. 
Grayson adds, uh, I think video games are at the forefront of that. Plunkett says the group wants to bring a combination of skepticism, uh, quote, so much of video games is filtered through PR marketing bullshit, end quote, but also speaks plainly about issues, games, and communities. The hope is that Aftermath is interesting enough that readers bookmark it and, and visit directly a few times a day to see what's new, whether that's things like reported articles, reviews, or even just 500-word posts about the stuff the staff sees that they think is stupid. Uh, some of the first stories include posts about video games unions, Alan Wake 2, a bike ride McLeod went on, and Starfield's coffee situation. I think the thing that will help out the most with this, and best of luck to them because that's got to be incredibly daunting and scary oh, to yeah. have a, to, to sort of hinge your future on a website that you hope people visit when website traction is not what it used to be at all right in the last 10 years um but i honestly think that the decline of twitter and how it's slowly slowly going down like eventually twitter just kind of became the internet for me right like mm. i'd wake up and i'd look at news there and I'm not doing that as much as I used to back in the day. Like, I just, I just don't like the site anymore. I don't like a lot of the, the, the opinion pieces and just people being dicks mainly, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like the, the decline of Twitter, whether it's like, it, it, we're talking like fractions of amounts, but it's still like not what it used to be. I think, like, will there, will there be a website renaissance? Like, uh, you know what I mean? It's tough. I, I It's tough because I look at this similar to like Waypoint when they launched. Because I was so excited for Waypoint. Because that was Austin Walker, who I was a fan of. It was Patrick Klepek and like people who I would just, I would describe as like, you, you know, think about your favorite writers or your favorite content creators in, your, in the industry. Like these are your favorite content creators, favorite content creators. Like I look at Gita Jackson mm -hmm. and you look online and I see Janet Garcia being like, oh man, like this is awesome. I see other people who whose work I respect. They look at folks like this and like, you know, these are who they look to as inspiration or people who are great at what they do, right? And like, these are people who are seasoned in the industry. And like, yeah, I think the sucky thing is that, um, I don't know, man, the written word is, you know, in a weird place. It feels like it's on the decline compared to other mediums, compared to video, podcasting, all that other stuff, right? And even in those other spaces, like those are in a lot of competition uh, too as well, right? Content creation right now isn't hard like even if you are chasing the trends even if you are transition transitioning mediums right like we we as podcasters could be like hey kind of funny next year we're going all in on tiktok because tiktok is the hot thing right now it'll still be hard like it's still like a fucking difficult thing to do right because it's all competitive i think there's still an algorithm based an algorithm based yeah it's all it's all decided by like we people, are at the mercy of science. We are at the mercy of Elon Musk coding. on Twitter, right? Yeah. Like you're at the mercy of the people who are running TikTok and also just, yeah, the, the marketing and algorithms and all this shit. Um, all that said, I think there should and needs to be a place where this kind of um, writing can exist and, you know, be written and shared in a way that like people look to as almost like, um, like a guiding light. You know, like I... I definitely understand the changing uh, tides of the medium. I think this is important, though. Like, I think, you know, having good games writing is good for everybody. Like, that's good for media literacy. literacy. It's good for understanding what crit criticism looks like and good criticism. And it's good for just, like, you know, pushing the conversation forward in terms of, yeah, like, let's talk about the, how your bike, McLeod's bike ride reminded him of his favorite game or whatever, right? Or let's talk about Alan Wake 2 in a way that's deeper. Because um, I think, you know, in some of what they describe 
um, what aftermath is about everything uh, is about the internet and everything that comes after. Um, I'm so interested in using this site uh, to talk about you know capitalism and how that entwines with the things we uh, we love and how that finds self expression all that stuff. I think that is so needed, right? Like I the thing that sometimes drives me crazy about uh, like content creation and games commentary, especially in the age of YouTube, TikTok, and all this stuff. It's not necessarily always the right medium to have conversations like this. Like I oftentimes feel like we, even when I'm doing a games cast review or something, like we're so focused on talking about, hey, is game good? Is game bad? That like sometimes we're not able to get into the minute details of like how a thing made me feel compared to like you know a thing I went through in my childhood and that, how that like kind of loops back to like this deep um, thought I had about this video game, right? Yeah, like those, that's, those think pieces. Those yeah. think pieces. Those are things that you can do through writing. Like those are things that you're able to do through the mediums that they're doing here. And I think these are the right people to do it. I know Kotaku is a, is a website historically that's had a lot of um, hate thrown its way. That's had a, like a lot of like beef, right? And like I'm not one to say whether that, sh that shit is warranted or not, but I'm happy that a site like that exists because you need people who are saying the opposite of what other people are saying, right? Like you need people to give that, that alternate view or try to find an angle that is way different because if not, we all just live in an echo chamber and we're all just saying the same things and it becomes boring. Um, I think Kotaku keeps things unboring. And I think this website, especially talking about Nathan, Gita, Riley, and Luke, I think they're gonna keep things interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for what this is. I'm excited to keep seeing, they're doing the, seeing them doing their thing. I hope more people that end up in a situation where they're getting laid off or they're not finding satisfaction under a big conglomerate or under a bigger website. I hope they're able to find their own things to do and, you know, launch it in this way. And I hope to find, I hope these things find success. Yep. That's where I get the most scared, but Hey, that's on them for, to figure out, not on me. I'm going to support yeah. them and like hope, hope for the best. Uh, really quick. Sorry. Uh, I played something in the background there, but that's because we have an update on the N7 stuff. Oh, more, even more teases happening. We're slowly Epsilon Defiance. Oh, we got it back. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, so they uploaded a new video. Is, did they upload the new video or did people just find this? Uh, let me check. <clears throat> I, I wonder if this is a... Is it unlisted? Is it's it, unlisted on the Mass Effect site. So, so okay. Just like the first video. So this must be a... Um, what do they call it? Alt-reality? Alt virtual? You know how like they do like the in-real-life like, scavenger hunt type shit? There's a oh, word for it, but oh, I, I okay, I know what you're saying. Yeah, uh, I, I'm R like, ARG. ARG. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. Thank Go. you, appreciate that. Augmented reality. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not it. You were in chat saying augmented alternate reality game. Yeah, I was there. I was there. You were close. Um, but that's really cool. Story number six: Ubisoft continues to downsize. This is Ethan Gotch at Kotaku. In a year full of video game layoffs, Assassin's Creed maker Ubisoft Montreal is the latest to get hit by ongoing cuts. The publisher confirmed to Kotaku that it'll lay off 98 people across its uh, Canadian offices today as part of a reorganization of its general and administrative teams. Ubisoft IT and Ubisoft's SFX studio, Hybrid, which was involved in the development of the Disney Plus Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. Quote, Ubisoft is proceeding with a collective dismissal in its Montreal establishment within the framework of reorganization of its production support services across Canada. By, consol by uh, consolidating these functions Canada-wide, Ubisoft will be able to optimize its resources to be more sustainable in the long term, the company wrote in a notice to the government of Quebec shared with Kotaku. Ubisoft added that some additional positions will be eliminated throughout uh, the rest of its Canadian offices as well. 124 positions will be eliminated across the company. Yeesh. It's another one uh, in the ongoing chapters this year of 
people getting laid off, big companies having layoffs, Embracer, all the PlayStation, like not not all the PlayStation studios, but like some of the PlayStation studios um, and more. And so, like always, our hearts go out with people that are losing their jobs. And also, like, you know, it sucks to talk about every, every single day. day. Every single day. You know, like it's not weekly. Now it's getting to the point of daily to every other day, which is absolutely insane. Look, like, there, there, it may have been more of a um, sort of a, a good positive public facing thing for um, when Nintendo was dealing with a lot of their financial issues when the Wii U was out and uh, um, Satoru Iwata took a pay cut. Yeah. Like whether that was meaningful or not, it still looks good to do that and to say like, hey, a lot of this is on me as well and leadership mm -hmm. and I will, you know, like, I don't know. I whether wish that the, was the standard. I don't know whether the numbers come out. It's like, ah, oh, he, you know, he ended up taking a pay cut of forty dollars or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But it's still like a good thing to show to your team that you feel like you are still responsible for the issues at hand. I, I like, look, it's not, it's not my money. I understand that, but just like we need more of that. We like, yeah. I, uh, I was just arguing with people on Twitter yesterday about Microsoft and their and their AI. Sort of uh, research and hiring that company or buying that company in order to further the research into AI NPCs and things like that. And I, I had so many replies from so many sweet little naive, um, you know, just go getters out there being like, Andy, but this isn't going to take jobs. These are tools to help artists and tools to help creatives. Mm. And you got to be out of your fucking mind if you think that the only reason these AI companies are being purchased and the reason why these companies are looking into AI is for the furtherment and advancement of the art. Yeah. You got to be I, fucking crazy to think that this isn't a reason to have less people under your umbrella, to be paying less people. Like, in the conversations, that's the end goal. In the conversations that I've had with artists and writers in my life right the ones who work in the games industry not one of them have been like oh man yeah like i this is a highly requested thing we want to be working with ai to like quicken our process and do all this stuff right like not one of them have been like oh i'm happy that this is a thing that's happening it's always it, it when you see this stuff being implemented it's always from the top going oh hey like yeah we're bringing in this company to do this ai stuff because they think that it might save money or save time and i mean i guess both are kind of the same thing right when it comes to business right like hey we want to save money and save time and maybe like maybe not pay as many people you know like maybe we can figure out a, a more efficient way to do this right and that's if you if you had six quest quest uh, programmers and you know six other programmers working on making 100 missions for your games mm -hmm. and then now ai is removing even one of those jobs yeah because one person is able to have ai like and worsening that, the products those are still job losses like that those are still positions that are going away that would have existed like, sure, right now, it may seem totally, uh, you know, uh, just like for the art's sake. We want to just like look into what AI can do for creation and for this and that. It's like, okay, that's what it is right now. But if you think that that's all it's ever going to be and that mm -hmm. in the future, a 200-person studio won't become a 120-person studio or whatever... Like, you're out of your mind if you're looking at it that positively. Yeah. And as an audience member, or as somebody who plays video games, right? Like, you don't want that. You know, you want you want stories that are written by people. You want art. You want NPCs that are developed by people, right? Like, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not 
I'm not like, you know, trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater here, right? Like, I think there's some goodness that AI can probably serve in terms of like, I don't know whether it's research or whatever it is, or um, helping assisting artists. But yeah, when it is, hey, we want to bring in like this big thing so we can like overhaul how we're doing all this stuff and like, you know, really looking into like the generative AI stuff, which a lot of it is also centered in, in plagiarism and stealing other people's work online, all, like all this stuff. Like, it just ends up with one, like, weird controversial like hey you stole my work <laughs> like i i can see my you signature right yeah. here right you end up with that but then also you end up with um like the most basic ass like i mean we've seen the ai art that goes around yeah, right like there's the trend that's going around i, I right try now. to mute all of it it's so annoying to look at the, well there's a trend that's going around around right now that's on my tiktok of cartoon characters but like they've been remade into like these ai like "Quote unquote cool version where it'll be like fucking SpongeBob smoking oh, weed, dude. It's yeah. so bad. It's, Peter Griffin, oh. like around like dollar dollar yeah. piles of money and stuff. Yeah, like that. and he's like, I'm that guy, right? And like that shit is fucking hilarious. But also the art is so basic and bad, and it all looks the fucking same. Yeah, and, and that's what and, you're gonna get in your video games. And, and like uh, again, we talk about what SAG has been dealing with and what uh, the writers were dealing with when during the writer strike, and we saw what these big corporations were trying to do and what they were trying to have AI do in the future. They're trying like to speed replace, up they're trying to speed up the capitalism mechanism essentially. Yeah, replace uh background actors have uh, a person be able to take their likeness and then use their voice to whatever like that's what they're trying to do. If you don't think the video games industry is the same and mm -hmm. that we're only going to use it for cool video game things, you're out of your mind and you need to like open your fucking eyes. Yeah. Uh, final news story, story number seven, PlayStation is losing Twitter integration. Uh, this comes from my PlayStation dashboard, um, a message from PlayStation that, uh, in which they said, important changes coming to PlayStation communities on your PS5 console as of November 13th, 2023. That's in like a week. Uh, integration with X, formerly known as Twitter, will no longer function on PlayStation 5 and PS4 consoles. This includes the ability to view any content published on X on PS5 slash PS4 and the ability to post and view content, trophies, and other gameplay-related activities on X directly from PS5 and PS4 uh, or link an X account to do so. For details on how to share game captures from PS5, you can click the button below. Button says find out more. Masterful gambit, Elon. <sighs> Elon Musk just keeps fucking with me. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like it's like how is somebody so far away from me and rich? I say far, even though like I live in San Francisco. I don't know how where you live. be so rich and so fucking stupid and like affect me so directly. Yeah, like leave me alone, man. I just want to tweet out pictures from my yeah. PlayStation with the button. Now I gotta fucking save this shit to my phone. You're a failed father. You're a failed everything, dude. All you're doing is buying shit mm -hmm. and then having it cost quarter or half what it was worth when you bought it. <laughs> like He's there's so a annoying. trend here there's a trend here R really quick though how funny is it of like you know uh, social media blows up like a decade ago uh twitter facebook all of these uh places that we want to post pictures and all this stuff and like the biggest one i feel like is known for like gamers wanting to share like pictures and stuff with twitter like they made a controller where there's no longer a select button, it's a share button. And now like we're barely gonna be using the share button because of all this like lack of social media integration now. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Like at this way, you like the next PlayStation console might as well change the share button to like screenshot or some shit. Like I don't know what the word would be, but yeah, I feel like half the reason you put a share button in the controller is so people can share their shit to Twitter. If Twitter's not there, like I'm not I'm sorry, PlayStation. I'm not looking at your explore page and like seeing what my friends are sharing on there. Like there's a whole social media function to, to PlayStation that I don't think any of us talk about or any of us look at. 
I'm not looking at that. I'm sorry. I had a photo really pop off on that one time. Really? And I had no idea because I just didn't know where to check <laughs> Wait, notifications. Wait, did it get like 10 likes? <laughs> no, a lot more. It was an image of me playing Destiny 2 when it first launched. And I was shooting somebody and the damage numbers were all 69, 69, 69, 69. And so the mm. title of the photo was nice, 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 nice. Yeah. And then that like kind of blew up and I was like, man, there's like a lot of hate in these comments. <laughs> like, I didn't even know this like, was happening in That's my activities. really feed. funny. Very, very weird. Well... I'm curious to see what new social media platform comes through and replaces Twitter on PlayStation. Let's be sure there. But whether it's Blue Sky, whether it's the other places, Threads, figuring that out is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to my workshops shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Salt and Sacrifice for Switch. Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden for, P for PC, PS5, Xbox Series X. I feel like that's one of them games that we've seen before, right? Isn't that a big one? Isn't that, that's a, isn't that the God of War? The one that looked like God of War, like over the... What the... Isn't right? that like a Don't Nod game? Yeah. What was it called? Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden. Mm. If you can look that up, Bear, I'm curious. We also got Stronghold no Definitive way. Edition for PC. Maybe you got delayed. It's and like, out. No, it's out. It's out. What? What? Hold on. No, Jin and chat says it got moved to February. Oh, that's weird. Oh, it says initial release November 7th. Okay. Uh, so we got delayed. Like, what the Okay, hell? I was about to say, that's yeah. the honest. Uh, Robocraft 2, early access that for PC. Awesome. And then RoboQuest for PC. New dates for you. Taiko, no, Tatsujin, Drum and Fun, Nintendo Switch version gets delisted on November 30th. Uh, Adam Eve is coming to Steam and Epic Game Store on November 14th. Uh, got Amazon Prime, you can claim the Epic Games version uh, via Prime Gaming from November 14th through the 20th. Uh, Stray is set to release on Mac on December 5th. And then the Game Awards nominees will be announced on Monday, November 13th. Get hyped for that. Now it's time for counterfunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Missing Link says LT Gray isn't connected narratively to Mucha Lucha. However, the creator of LT Gray was a character designer on Mucha Lucha. Mm. Huh. The more you know, that's actually really cool. Uh, Snuggle says, Bless mentioned Link having the Triforce of Knowledge. Link is the Triforce of Courage. Zelda is tied to the Triforce of Knowledge. Okay, first of all, it's wisdom. the wisdom. First of all, I, I did not say Link had the Triforce of Knowledge. I said uh, Zelda had the Triforce of Wisdom. Yeah. So, so you're wrong. You're wrong. Idiot. Get it right. But also, thank you for watching. And if you have Prime Gaming. Um, somebody's, you're wrong in the ad because there's a typo. You know, don't worry. Be, be cool. Yeah. Be cool. Be cool. Um, and then uh, you guys didn't mention the cancellation of Revenant Hill from the night in the woods devs health problems cited as the reason. Oh no. Oh, that sucks. That's I forgot about Revenant Hill. Yeah. I hope they get better. It's we unfortunate. Just, I feel like we just saw that like a half a year ago or something pretty recently. Yeah, was that a game Awards thing or a E3 thing? We definitely saw that. Yeah. Get well soon. Tomorrow's host for the show are going to be me and Greg. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every day live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. And now it's time for the post show.
Super pause, Chat pause, Prime pause, Time pause. Post Show. Mikey is making his way to the stage. Salt and Sacrifice. I always get that mixed up. With Salt and Sanctuary? No, because it's the same series. Yeah. No, there's another game that came out in August. 2D. Oh, it's right there. One word. One word, yes. It's like a dark kind of like... Souls like no, not Remnant. Everybody always tells me it was Blasphemous. blasphemous. That's what blasphemous. it is. Blasphemous. I always get it mixed up with Blasphemous. I, uh, I see Low Skill Plays resubscribing for 94 months. Says Andy, sh Andy should try Salt and Sacrifice. I did not like Salt and Sanctuary. And I think... Wait, I, I forget which one I tried. It, it may have been both of them, actually, but I'm getting my time mixed up. But I was not a fan of it. I did not think... I, I thought the art was, like, bad. Uh, I was not a big fan of it. Hello, Mike. Hello. What's up, Mike? I'm here. Hey. For your post show. I think it's been a while since I've seen you. A lot of love for you two right now. Raymond J. Or Raymond K. Hessel writes in and says, I just love Andy and Bless. What's your guilty pleasure games, jabronis? Mm, I, I probably multiplayer type shit. Like, mm. uh, you know, whenever I do get to it, I was just talking about Mike. Like, man, I, I want to get back to Halo. I want to get back to Overwatch too. But I'm just, there's so many single player games I want to beat. Probably like sports games that I'm in the mood for. So FIFA and UFC. Primarily, mm -hmm. like UFC, when the latest one came out um, a couple weeks ago, like I was on it for the weekend. Like I was playing the hell out of it, and then I got my ass beat. And then you I'm start like, that career mode where you start out in the backyards. Oh, you start in the backyards, bows, bro. Oh, uh, dude, no, I'm not starting. Kimbo slice, Kimbo slice. You remember dude, Kimbo? Wow, bro. bro. Yeah, well, I, I don't have a guilty pleasure, but I do feel guilt for how much time I put into certain games, like EA PGA Tour earlier this year. I unironically mm. put like 40 hours into that, and I know I'm about to do the same with Hot Wheels. I thought you were going to say Persona. That's not a guilty... Why would that be a guilty pleasure? Because you replay it every other day, and it's like 100 hours long. He doesn't. I haven't touched Persona 5 in like... He loves it. He's not guilty whatsoever. What about Tactica? Enough Persona, enough. I played the Halo Battle Royale last night. And I'm excited to show it to you. Didn't love it, but you could tell there's some potential there of like, man, what if 343 really did try to make a Halo Battle Royale, but... Shout out to the kids that made it. Uh, very interesting. You go into a gulag. You fight for your life. Hmm. You get one life. The AI are punishing. There's a lot of them on the map, and they are constantly pestering you. Uh, there's weapons all around to go grab. It is a very interesting concept created by the community, and I, I give them a Solid, almost thumbs like up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I give them like a B. I give them a B. What does a good job? What does fighting the NPCs benefit? Like, how do you benefit from that? You get uh, you can get their them? weapons. Okay. So like one brute was chasing around a jabroni with the giant grav hammer, right? And then like if you kill that guy, now you got the grav hammer if okay. you want to use it. You know, interesting. Uh, it was interesting. I Close just want zones. I mean, I just want to hop back in just to play multiplayer. <laughs> like I just with all the new arena maps, I haven't really experienced them. I want to get back to it. CJ writes in with the two dollars super chat says, "Does Final Fantasy 16 have a shot at Godi Nam?" Over Starfield. We get a lot of those every so, single man. day. That's half the fun. Will they, won't they? Where are we going Monday? It is decided. I'd say yes. I think there's a good chance neither of them get nominated. Crazy. That's crazy. That's a wild statement. I like that. I think one of the two get nominated guaranteed. I think they both get nominated. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're in there. I see, I see. Okay, so if we're going through this again, Give right? me your six. Give me your Baldur's six. Baldur's Gate 3, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Spider-Man 2, Mario Wonder, Alan Wake 2. How many spots do I have left? One. Damn. 
damn. You know what I mean? <laughs> sea of Stars. Tears, Spider-Man 2, Street Fighter 6. Oh, Street Fighter 6 exists. Final Fantasy 16, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3. You're putting Street Fighter 6 in there. I, I, I feel like that's like the... Wow. We got to no put way. something else in there. You know? No way. Yeah, that's not in there. Not for me. Um, we'll see, though. I'm very excited Monday. See who makes it, who doesn't. CJ writes in with a $2 super chat and says, what will be your big December slash Christmas game? You get some time off. What will you do, Andy Cortez? Um, probably Jedi Survivor. Hell yeah. Try to beat that mm -hmm. before we start voting. Like I love how, I like how we didn't even think about Jedi Survivor for the game of the year nomination. No, absolutely not. I'm happy that this is where No, right. no one put any respect on that game's name this year. I mean, kind of funny, did. I mean, well, you yeah, put we some respect, but every time I've asked y'all about your top six, no one has said yeah. that one. Well, I mean, I, I gave it a three out of five. Okay. I, I, did, <laughs> yeah, I did not even finish yeah, yeah. the game. Uh huh. But I, what, we gave it a, didn't we give it a five? Yeah, I think, as a, as a, I think Greg gave it, gave mm -hmm. it a five, and he was the official reviewer. I gave it a four, mm. and you're at mm -hmm. a three. No love from Armored Core 6 from the two of you either. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, me. I, there's love from me. I just don't think it's going to get nominated. Yeah, yeah. I understand that big it's six. too niche. Mm -hmm. um, my guilty or not guilty pleasure, my game that I'm going to play over the Christmas break. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, not going to do, but I want to, Chrono Trigger. I've never played through Chrono Trigger. I was having a conversation with Imran Khan and Michael Hyam and Rebecca Valentine, and they're all like, yo, you gotta play some Chrono Trigger. So I might do that. At least if I you get to. tired of it, just play Sea of Stars. So you I'm can gonna vote play on it Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. Committing to the, to the journey. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a beautiful journey, bless. I heard, I heard that's where it gets really good. You got Kyrie Irving. Me and, and Kyrie and Ricky, we be fighting yeah. for love. You know what I mean? Tasting pom pom fruit. There's a scene. Ah, I won't say it. Okay. I don't want to spoil anything. Because like this. Pow, pow. I mean, it's whatever you want it to be. I make up the story in the lore. I mean, okay? that's. It, I tell it may you make, what happens make, that. It may make more sense than what the actual story is. Casino <laughs> Bala resubscribe or gifted out a sub. Uh -huh. Casino yeah. Bala. And Kylo Rich, 28 month resubscription. So pay those bills. Mike, are you not going to play Chain of Memories? No, he's going to watch the movie. Like, I was just going to watch a YouTube video of all the cutscenes together. Uh, you know what okay. I mean? Okay. That's how. It's yeah, that makes that. sense. Okay. Yeah. I mean, vibing with. I'm not one to say if it makes sense or not. I'm. I, I get like five hours in a chain of memories. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And I hop into, <laughs> into King Mars Two, and I'm like, this shit does not make sense. I can't. And people wait. get mad at me, and I'm like, I'm sorry that your game series is confusing. Eric Myers with the five dollars super chat for the first ever time. Thank you, Eric. Says with blessing being many different poppies, mm -hmm. puzzle leftover, fighting game poppy, etc. If he. Oh, if he poops his pants, will he double down and go by poopy poppy? We'd have to wait to see it happen. <laughs> that, <laughs> that got me for a second. That, that one got me. That's kind of edit funny that day. That, yeah, one that, me, that one got me. That one got me. Squid Kuma writes in with the $5 super chat and says, Yo, Andy, dope hoodie slappy. Thank Andy, you. that's a really nice hoodie. Where can people get it? NitroRifle.com. Adlanor's 33 months of prime gaming says, Here's my prime. Thank yeah, you. So you ask people for their primes, and they go, oh, fuck, I got a prime. Ask him for it again. Tell him again. Might as well just get, hey, give Tell me your him. prime. Yep. Let me see it. Do you have Amazon Prime? Does your mother have Amazon Prime? Link it with your Twitch account. Get a Prime Gaming account. With that Prime Gaming, you get one free sub every 30 days. You'll get ad-free viewing to your favorite broadcast or Twitch streamer, whatever. Help support them. The amount of relatives that you probably got with Prime out there. They just you could probably make multiple it. accounts. You Man. know what I mean? Crazy. Who do you think's texting me? I never get text messages. It's spam. You don't ever text me. 
<laughs> DJ Kendall writes in with a $10 super chat and says, y'all hear the good news? Zack Snyder's new movie, Rebel Moon, Rebel Moon, Rebel Moon. is tied to Army of the Dead. We'll finally find out why some of those zombies had robot parts and exploded in blue sparks. That shit's crazy, man. I watched that movie, man. Do you remember? The funniest it, tweet I saw about this uh-huh. whole news story <laughs> yeah, yeah, was yeah. like, I want to be a movie director one day just, just to make shit up like this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that's exactly right. That's just lit. Because, like, if you remember the movie, they were communicating with the zombie. You saw this. Oh, I watched it multiple uh, times. Of course you did. Because he had the zombie head. And he was like, arr, arr, he was yelling at him. And he was like, he was doing your It's like, yo, back up, man, back up. But he didn't want to back up because that was his love. And so, like, he was going, but then they didn't want to, but then the zombie was pregnant. Damn. <laughs> Whoa. Crazy. Wow. Wait, are you sure you're not thinking about it I Am Legend? It was crazy shit, y'all. It's crazy shit. I'm for real. That sounds like I Am Legend. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I did not listen to that full story. It's so like I keep coming in and out, and I'm like, yeah. I hope that story isn't about what I think it's about. Kojo, thank you for eight months total of Prime Gaming. And we got Graham of Legend uh-huh. with 104 months over on Twitch. Says, How has it been 104 months? Wild. Thank Congratulations, you, Graham of the game. Shout out to the game out there. Uh, Arturotron Roboto Bartender. Smash Burger or Nashville Hot Chicken Sandwich, bless. I don't, you talking about Smash Burger like the like restaurant? Smash Burger. The rest, they like they the re- sell Smash Burgers all over. Yeah, the place. I know, but it's like. Oh, they, they okay. Like the style of burger. I mean, I'm or not, a Nashville Hot Chicken Sandwich. What's the difference between a Nashville Hot Chicken Sandwich and like a, a regular Hot I, Chicken I, Sandwich? I'm going to phrase it like this Do uh, you like a nice Smash Burger or do you like a Hot Chicken hot Sandwich? Hot Chicken Sandwich. Okay. Yeah, easily, every single time. Because Nashville's got like this super Nashville hot chicken looks like it's flaming hotified. Oh, I mean, it's have one you of seen ones? Hot Boys oh, yet? Okay. Um, have you gone across the, the bridge to go to Hot Boys? No. But yo, Hot Boys unbelievable. Best chicken sandwich I've ever had in my life. Oh my god. Easily. I've best never, tendies. I've never crossed the bridge. Tendies. The tendies never are incredible. Will. Come Wait, didn't you hit on Hot Boys? I did. It's too hot. I did. This is the last time I go, right? Last time I go, it's my third time. And I know better this time. I know this shit is way too hot and I can't handle it, right? Hot man, you must look as red as the fucking oh, chicken. It hurts, bro. It physically hurts. And so I walk up there and I tell the kid, I'm like, yo, man, like, I need this shit plain. Like, he, I can't do it. And he goes, yeah. that's totally good. Rules. What happens? Guy walks by. Oh no, bro! You gotta get at least the mild. And the guy looks at me, and I look at him. I go, "I right, give me the mild." Immediately comes out, regrets it. Just oh my god! Instantly, why like the mild that, too know? much for you, dude? The mild. Well, the spice Stop level giving into peer pressure. So like the way the, the way that it works, right? The mild is basically <laughs> like a regular medium. The medium is actually hot. There's a medium plus that's like on the website. It says extreme. Yeah. Extreme, once you get up to bro. once you get up to spicy, it says painful, and then you also have to, you have to like hit a check mark <laughs> on the website. It's like, hey. I am consenting to eating this chicken to possibly sandwich. Die. I got duped mm-hmm. by a Nashville hot chicken place mm-hmm. that was like, hey, we sell like Nashville hot chicken tenders. And I was like, ooh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. I fucking Uber eated these because again, these people just end up using stock photos from the internet. Yep, every single time. And dude, it was the biggest debate I've ever had in my life where this chicken arrived and it just looked like Tyson Nuggets. Mm-hmm. The image, these things were red. They looked so spicy. They arrived, they were the most. Like just microwave Tyson chicken nuggets. I was like, this fucking sucks. Okay. <laughs> Took like, a photo of it, dude, sent it back to him. I was like, Get shot of my DoorDash face. is always like, I, I hate those pictures. Like the better the picture looks, the more I'm like, it's not gonna oh, look like this. hundred percent. That's not real. Dude, I got yeah, a yeah. I got a Philly cheesesteak the, the other week that disappointed me. Like, I it might as well have just been the bread. Like, my, they might as well have not put anything between it. Like, it was like <laughs> the thickest pieces of bread, and then like the littlest amount of meat and like onions and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here, dude? <laughs> 
What else do we got? We got a $5 super chat also, from... this is the fifth time this car place is called me. <laughs> Michael Thomas says, Have y'all seen anything about the Netflix animated series Blue Eye Samurai? Take a cross of Mulan and Kill Bill. I feel like it's up y'all's alley. I've Ooh, seen a lot of things about it. Well, I haven't seen yeah, that. I've been hearing people yeah, talk about it, but so, I don't know have Netflix still, so... Saw someone on the Reddit post about uh, Captain Laserhawk and was like, yo, don't oh, miss this. Oh, yeah. I and saw I that missed as it. Well. So. What's the vibe on the Reddit? Should I start going on there? No. No? Um, I like the Reddit. I'm, I've not been well, I mean, sometimes since... it gets out of hand, but like, there's, most posts are like fine. You yeah. know what I mean? I've not been on there Hey, since what are you playing today? Yeah, but oh, like, do you awesome, want to take that you know risk I mean? and like ruin your day? You know? Because uh, 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 here's the thing uh, uh. I'm on other podcasts' Reddit. Like, I listen to podcasts. I know what you mean. Yeah. And, and you go to other And I'm on their Reddit. And I'm like, and I'm like, yo. The podcast was mid today, wasn't it, guys? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. In that oh, you're, oh, you're doing asshole. that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was about to say, Mike, the Dan Levitar Reddit. Oh, why are you, you having trouble seeing over here, Mike? Is that what? a D? Yes. <laughs> well, half of it's cut off. That's the only reason why I'm okay, doing I'm that. Such hold a on, big hold screen. on, hold on. It's such a big It's screen. very obviously a D also. Um... <laughs> I like, you know, again, for, for as much shit as I give our Reddit for sometimes yeah, yeah. them just ruining our day and like always questioning like, oh, is this business going to be alive in the next month or whatever? Because um, we're always dying. Um, mm -hmm. The um, man, you go to the Levitard subreddit. Holy shit. Everybody there is an asshole. Wow. And I thought they were exaggerating about how much they hate their own subreddit. And I went in there and like every post is like. Ah, uh, this dude fucking sucks. Uh, enough of that guy talking like, yeah, he fucking sucks, right? Yeah, he's a fat piece of shit. It's like, my God, these guys get personal, dude. God. It's really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, there was one time where, like, I was trying to find a video that somebody posted on Reddit, and it was, like, the Spider-Verse, um, like, the Spider-Versified version of me. And I'm like, oh, I want to find it. And, like, I try to find his, his account or whatever. And then as I was looking, I saw a post that was like, oh, man, Games Daily has, like, too much reading or whatever. And I was like... Oh, that's actually good feedback. Like maybe I'll maybe I'll oh. take that. Like maybe I should start maybe going on this Reddit more because I never knew I never knew anybody feedback. would think that. Now did I fix that's, that? No. But that's a risky. Like that's, that's a risk you don't want to take. Because I did see I was like in a, it was like what like a hundred thumbs up and I was like oh man I didn't I didn't know y'all felt this way. You get, you, Why you, didn't anybody tell me? You get one good piece of feedback and the rest of it is like you know mm -hmm. just. Uh, just mean spirited stuff. Mean spirited. Do you think yeah. there's an Andy Cortez? There's a lot of good people Reddit? on there. I want to. I want. No. I want to feel. You're not though. big enough for no, that. No, they complain about me directly. Oh, no, Reddit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right complain about, yeah, I've already blocked the people. <laughs> like it's been a while since I've also like felt something that way too. Oh sure, yeah. Because I think now that I've been, I've worked here long enough, I see like a mean comment on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, I don't care. Like I don't think about it that hard anymore. Um. I feel like Reddit might have the fire. Well, hey, like, Reddit I feel, does. Like, I feel like I might go there and like feel it in my heart. Hey, do like, your oh, work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do your hey, Reddit, if you're, you're there, just going to go to Reddit to feel something me. again. I'll read yeah. it. I'll read it. Let me feel something. Uh, AJ Hawk writes in with a $2 Canadian super chat and says, odds of the Jabroni Boys co-op L-O-T-F experience. Lord of Lord the, the oh, Lords of the Fallen. Uh, probably uh, probably oh. never. I just didn't vibe with that game. You did not yet. vibe with that game? Like, I um, I enjoyed some of the beginning. I think it starts off insanely strong, and then it it gets very like, uh, in my opinion, it got very artificially tough, where they they just throw everything at you, mm. and the challenge is like just dealing with a lot of enemies, throwing like cheap bullshit at you that I was not a fan of. Uh, it's gorgeous, but man, it really left a bad taste in my mouth. You play that again? Uh, I did a preview. The preview was pretty cool, um, but it was mainly like it was such an early build that I couldn't get a feel of like, mm -hmm. all right, like is this actually how it's gonna feel in combat? Like, is the is it gonna be weird? All, what all that stuff. As I got the final version, I played like kind of the same area that I played in the preview, and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm feeling this. Like, it's so, it's got so many great ideas. I just wish that I yeah. was vibing with uh like 
uh, I've seen a couple of people say on Twitter, like, you almost just want to skip all of the mobs in between because it's not mm. even really fun dealing with them. It's more of just like run to the next bonfire, essentially. And that's how I've started. That's how I started feeling in my playthrough of like, I just dealing with these people is not fun right now. Uh, it's not even like a fun challenging. It's just like an annoying challenging, you know. I want to take a moment and highlight your earrings today. Cool. Oh, I like you, the uh, low dangle. I like them. Uh, or uh, yeah, high them. dangle. You know what I mean? I like them. Mm -hmm. I'd like you to try longer ones. Longer ones? Okay. Yeah, like we talked about, like Nick with the the dagger. We've like, been telling we want Nick. Dagger. I'd like you to try like a medium one. Like okay. we're gonna Mullet. call this low. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's uptight. I want to see you get lower. Kick I guess crazier. that's high, but I want you to get lower. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm with it. Give that a try. I'll, I'll be on the lookout. Matt Rocks with a five dollar super. I'm trying to figure out my um. Uh, Game Awards fit, so. Oh, the only cool shit. AI thing I remember is Across the Spider-Verse using it as a tool to help with animating facial 2D effects. Also, uh, NVIDIA doing all their AI DLSS and making games run better and look better, I think is really awesome. Daniel Z gives it a sub. Thank you, Daniel Z. To Creed, Roadrunner 57 months has just realized I hadn't resubbed. Amazon almost pulled one over on me. Speaking of Amazon, how about that Invincible Season 2? Oh, my God. Ooh. Wait, oh my I rewatched all of it. All of season one, recent, like over the weekend, because I wanted to just like re kind of like ignite my brain. That, that's like a perfect season of a show, and I really mm -hmm. enjoyed episode two. Very good. Holy so, is, it going the episode, wait, is there an episode yeah. two out now? No. Or, oh, like episode one of season episode two? Episode one of season two. Gotcha. Sorry. Okay. Mm. Um, infamous ABO 15 months of prime gaming. Hey, Kuya J with 50 months. Hey. Says Prince's Hot Chicken in Nashville is top tier. And we mm -hmm. got Saldganon with. Three years of Prime Gaming support. Thank, Thank you, Salvi. I believe there's one more super mm -hmm. chat. One final one. You ready? Mike. Oh, two just came in, but let's oh. go with this one. Evan writes in and says, Hey, from Oakland here. I need to know. I love Hot Boys, but where do you guys land on Dave's? P.S. I love y'all. Have you had Dave's hot chicken yet? Damn, Dave there? left Wendy's, huh? I, yeah, I mean, Dave's that. sounds familiar, but well, I don't yeah, think yeah, I have a corner. He left it oh, for the daughter. <laughs> I did have Dave's. Not as good as Hot Boys. Okay, there yeah. you go. Now it was good, but wasn't, yeah, not as good not as Hot good. Boys. And the final one, Nightlife. With the $2 Super Chat says, Trio of hoodies on point. Feathers earrings for Bless. Try feather earrings. Ooh, feather earrings. feathers could be cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll look into it. Because, yeah, See, these, I these were hidden. sacred symbols going down his ear. Dang. Ah, uh, that could be but cool. But I don't know if that will, I don't know if that if you, will If hit. you go with the feather, I, I would know. say just go with one feather. You know, one like, feather. Ha yeah, we'll have, like, one long one and I, then just do a stud. I think hoops and people will be like, oh, those are, no, they're sonic rings. Oh, yeah. that's really good. And one final one, Travis Dev, 16 months God of Prime damn, Gaming really Resubscription. That kid gets it. Thank you, uh, Travis Dev. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us. Thank you, everyone, for Thank tuning you. in and hanging out. We have a really fun afternoon stream today. You want to talk about voice actors. You want to talk about some of the best. I have three in the building, all voicing characters in Starfield. We're going to talk about their experience. We're going to talk about voice acting. We're going to talk about the biz and everything in between on having a good time. So don't miss out. We'll see you all. Tomorrow, if you're watching KFGD, if you're watching on YouTube, new link, go click that. If you're watching live on Twitch, don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a minute. Goodbye.